I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Murli Krishnan and welcome to the second episode of Court Reporter. In this episode, we will take a look at how the Supreme Court has fared during the COVID-19 lockdown. The Supreme Court was in fact the first court to resort to hearings using video conferencing due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Interestingly, it took this decision on March 23, a day before the national lockdown was announced by the Prime Minister. On March 23, the Supreme Court suspended entry of lawyers and litigants to the court premises and decided that it will hear only extremely urgent cases and that hearings will happen through video conferencing. The video conferencing is conducted by the court through video app which can be downloaded on mobile phones and desktops. Since then, the court has been hearing cases through virtual medium and this will continue till June 19th. So, what are some of the important developments from the Supreme Court since then? One of the most important decisions taken by the court was to extend the limitation period to file cases in all courts across the country. Limitation period is the deadline to file cases in any court or tribunal in the country. This deadline varies depending on the type of the case. Limitation period to file a case is generally prescribed under the law known as Limitation Act. It is also sometimes provided under special laws in certain cases. On March 23, the court ordered that the limitation period will stand extended indefinitely with effect from March 15 until further orders. This order was passed by the Supreme Court in a Suomoto case, that is a case initiated on its own after taking into account the coronavirus threat and the difficulties faced by litigants in approaching courts. Another important order passed by the Supreme Court during the lockdown was to direct states to set up committees to decide release of prisoners on parole or bail. This order was passed to address the threat of COVID-19 in prisons due to overcrowding. The court left it to the committees to decide the category of prisoners who should be released. This could be done based on the nature of offense, the number of years to which the convict has been sentenced, or the severity of the offense. The court also directed that physical presence of all under trial prisoners before courts must be stopped immediately and recourse must be taken to video conferencing. Now, the Supreme Court had resorted to hearing through video conferencing by March 23, as I said earlier. But what about high courts and other lower courts? There was lack of uniformity in this regard. So, the Supreme Court cleared the air on April 6. It passed an order to courts across the country, that is high courts and lower courts. to facilitate hearing of cases through video conferencing the supreme court also left it to the high courts in each state to work out the modalities for the use of video conferencing based on the situation and peculiarities of the concerned state the district courts which fall under the administrative supervision of the high courts will have to adopt the mode of video conferencing prescribed by the concerned high court now what i have said up until now were about judicial orders passed by the supreme court side by side Another very important development happened during this period the initiative to introduce electronic filing in the Supreme Court electronic filing or e-filing has been available at the Supreme Court for the past many years 
but it has rarely been used by lawyers. Now, under the new chairperson of the e-committee of the court, Justice D.Y. Chandrachud, a new e-filing module is going to be launched in the coming months. The work towards this is in its final lap and the module is nearly complete. Currently, it is at the stage of gathering feedback from lawyers. Based on that, further changes and improvements will be incorporated. Once that is done, the module will be rolled out. The new e-filing module would mean that all cases will be filed electronically. It can be done by an advocate on record sitting in his chamber. Thus, the filing can be done from anywhere in the country. And importantly, it can be done 24-7. Up until now, cases could be filed only during the working hours of the court registry, which is from Monday to Saturday till 5 p.m. But once e-filing is launched, such time restrictions will not apply. However, despite these developments, the Supreme Court came under the scanner during the lockdown. This was due to its response, or rather the lack of it, when it came to certain petitions relating to the lockdown, particularly petitions which highlighted the plight of migrant workers. During the hearing of a case to arrange free transportation for migrant workers to their native states, the court remarked, How can we stop people from walking? It is impossible for this court to monitor who is walking and who is not walking. It went on to dismiss the case. Before that, another petition to give food and shelter to migrant workers was disposed of by the court after it accepted the arguments of the central government. The central government had told the Supreme Court on March 31 that there was no person walking on the road to reach his or her hometown. But news is pouring in daily, even today, about migrant workers making the long trek back home on foot. On April 21, a plea for payment of minimum wages to migrant workers during the lockdown was also disposed of by the court without any concrete directions. Chief Justice of India, Bob Day, even remarked, If they are being provided meals, then why do they need money for meals? These petitions were all public interest litigations or PILs. The question as to whether the court should interfere in such matters, which are largely issues within the executive domain, is a debate in itself. However, during the past few decades, the court has gone into such PILs, which were more irrelevant than the current ones, and had pulled up various governments on different occasions. Besides, to make things unfavorable for Supreme Court, many high courts like Gujarat, Karnataka, Madras and Andhra Pradesh stepped in and passed compassionate orders after taking note of the difficulties faced by migrant workers. I would like to leave it at that without giving any personal take on this. History will be the best judge. If you wish for me to discuss any of Supreme Court's ruling, tweet to me at Legal Journalist. You can also show your love for this podcast by liking, sharing and following us on HT Smartcast. We are ever-present on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For more such interesting podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, this is Murli signing off. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.